When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of State of the Steelers. I'm your Steel Curtain Network host, Daniel. And what a game was that last week? The Pittsburgh Steelers beating the Baltimore Ravens 17-10 in ugly fashion. But when are Steelers-Ravens game ever pretty? You know what I'm saying? It, it was a game that the Steelers won by seven. Everybody should be happy. Everybody should be jumping for joy. They're first in the AFC North going into the bye, so they can't lose this week. There's no threat of the loss, right? Everybody should be happy. Uh, but there is valid concern throughout Steeler Nation about this team, especially about the offense. And today we're going to talk a little bit about the team and, and how they've done thus far, how they did against the Ravens, you know, spotlight a couple of players. And then in the second half, we'll talk about you know, what to expect after the bye. So let's get into it. The first thing I want to do is spotlight a couple of players. The first one I want to spotlight is Joey Porter Jr., JPJ has arrived, y'all. This guy has played above the line, in my opinion. For instance, against the Ravens, he had 19 coverage snaps, one target, one interception. Now, I watched the All-22, and specifically, Joey Porter Jr., and although he was targeted just once, I'll tell you that Lamar Jackson looked his direction more than once, but he had to put it, pull it down or look somewhere else. It, it happened more than one time, and one time it did happen, Joey Porter Jr. went up there and and took it out of the air. So far, and up to this point, Joey Porter Jr.'s passing rating allowed this season is a goose egg. 0.0 passing rating. Now, if he hasn't earned the right to be the starter with this type of play statistics, I don't know what it's going to take for him to get out there. I, I understand that there may be a tackling in, in issue. I haven't seen it yet. You know, He hasn't been in a position uh, where he's had to make a tackle, in my opinion. He hasn't been targeted very much. And when he has been, either passes aren't caught. I think that he's only allowed like one catch this entire year when he's been targeted. So, so for me, I just think that it's time. It's time to put him in. And, and the Pittsburgh Steelers defense has looked tremendously better with Joey Porter 
playing in the second half. I don't even think that the Baltimore Ravens converted a third down in the first half. That's all they could do. It didn't matter the downer distance, whether it was 10, 14, 18 yards. Baltimore Ravens were going to get it. And one of the reasons why I think he makes that big of a difference, y'all, is because when you have somebody out there who isn't up to the standard, right? You end up having to overcompensate for that player's weaknesses by stretching your defense, aiming things out so that way that person's weakness isn't that glaring, right? However, that just makes other parts of your defense weak or position. You know, it doesn't matter if you're on offense or defense. And we'll talk about the offensive line and how better improved the offensive line is without Dan Moore in a second. But I think that now that the Steelers have a or if, if they decide to start him, which they shouldn't, I, I see him starting the rest of the season. You know, the goal was probably get him to the bye. Now, I know a lot of folks, including myself, wanted him out there before, but here we are now. We're at the bye week, and this last game, he played significant amount of snaps. Now, I don't know if starting him earlier wouldn't have produced these type of numbers, or he would have been solidified or as a CB1 by now, or you know, if teams would have seen tape and weaknesses and strength on Joey Porter by now and and exploited those things. I, I don't know. You know, it's a, it's a small sample size for JPJ, but thus far, I think he's done well enough to take over as the right cornerback. Now, on the left side, what I noticed was during the Ravens game in the second half was Patrick Peterson and Levi Wallace were rotating in and out, and I felt that that was a better option, you know, for those guys based on their skill set and age. Like, for instance, I personally think Patrick Peterson is better than Levi Wallace. However, I think that Levi Wallace has more stamina because of the fact that Patrick Peterson, you know, 33, I think, 34 years old, having them split time makes more sense. I think it brings out the best of their play. And I think that translated on the field this past week against the Baltimore Ravens. Now, another player who I think benefited tremendously from an upgrade, a possible upgrade position uh, of a rookie, getting some more extra playing time is Isaac Samalu. You know, in his last two games, and this is per PFF, so, you know, Take it for what it is. But in the last two games, Samalu has had 69 pass blocking snaps and has only allowed one pressure. No QB hits, zero sacks. Now, who's been the tackle next to him for majority of the last two games? Then Broderick Jones. Is it possible that the reason why we were seeing so much struggle from Isaac Samalu was because he was also having to do his job and also assist with Dan Moore and his shortcomings? And that's a that's a pretty valid question to ask because... Uh, even on the all 22, when you see Broderick Jones in there, Isaac Sayomalu plays better. Now that Isaac Sayomalu is playing better, and hopefully after the bye, the Pittsburgh Steelers will be getting James Daniels back. Maybe that will help Mason Cole. You know, Nick Herbig is a guy that I thought played okay. You know, his first game, I thought he played very poorly. Uh, this last game, I think he uh, did better, but I, I think that James Daniels is ahead of him for a reason. And I personally would just rather see, you know, Broderick Jones out there. It helped the entire offensive line, the passing scheme. Did you guys see the pocket that Kenny Pickett had against the Ravens? And, you know, just to kind of go into the Ravens game a little bit. You know, a lot of people were talking about how the Ravens left a lot of points on the field. And yeah, they did. They made a lot of mistakes, but so did the Pittsburgh Steelers. There was a lot of plays 
that were left on the field where even touchdowns where there was a specific play that Allen Robinson kind of tripped over himself in the end zone ended up having to be a uh, a field goal you had a couple of those backs that took the Pittsburgh Steelers out of field goal range a couple of times so there was significant amount of points that were left on the field you know the safety the possible touchdown at that point I mean there's just so many and you know I've heard some of the players say that when you play really good and you look at the tape sometimes you don't play as good as you thought and sometimes when things are just not going right and you're playing horrible and you go back and watch the tape, it wasn't as bad as it appeared. And that was kind of the situation when I looked at the Pittsburgh Steelers against the Baltimore Ravens offensively. It wasn't as bad as it appeared. There was just some little shortcomings here and there, and that kind of derailed drives and the offense. Now, what I will say is that those little mistakes or mishaps or whatever you want to call them, are shrinking the amount of them are that are happening are less like and the way i can tell specifically is the videos that i do breaking down some of the issues that the pittsburgh steelers offense have had have gotten shorter that means that those miscues those mishaps those um, bad reads are are starting to funnel down and this team is starting to get a little bit more consistent now are they there yet no way well, this buy that is coming up, turn this team around 180 and they're going to be a team that we expected them to be coming out of the preseason. Highly doubt it. I do think that they can get better. And I do think this team can possibly make a run. Now, another player I wanted to spotlight is Connor Hayward. He's playing tight end. He's on the shorter side for what you would expect for an NFL tight end, but he's been holding his own. In week five against the Baltimore Ravens, Connor Hayward was the highest graded tied in in the NFL with an 81.4 per PFF grade. And like I said, PFF, take it for what it is. They they disrespect the crap out of TJ Watt. In this situation with Connor Hayward, I can see why he's was graded the highest tight end. He's got, he's always open. I mean, you watch him on the all 22, his route running ability or just his ability to get open in space. He's always open. He's got great hands. His, his blocking can... And he's not a Darnell Washington, right? But he he tries. He gets in there. He's not laying on the floor. He gets in the way. And does it work out all the time? No. But can he be a player that can do enough of getting in the way so that way a Jalen Warren or Najee Harris uh, can run behind him and get past him? Man, possibly, possibly. But speaking about Jalen Warren, he's another guy I want to spotlight. He... <laughs> He also, I think, needs to be getting significant snaps. I think he needs to be the starting running back at this point. You know, a lot of folks have been saying, hey, you know, when Najee's the running back, everybody just crashes in. They know they're going to run the ball. He gets hit 1.2 yards in the backfield. Well, they put Jalen Warren in that situation, and he got hit in the backfield, spun around, made it upfield, found a block, and, and made a big gain. And as far as, you know, his stats go, Jalen has forced 13 missed tackles on receptions this season, which is first in the NFL as well. So it's not just, oh, yeah, you know, they're not expecting him. They're not expecting him to run the ball. They're not expecting him to have the ball in his hand. He's making people miss. You know, that hurdle that he had jumping over that player is Najee Harris-like, not to mention the pass blocking ability. This guy is a steal. The Pittsburgh Steelers need to lock him in for a while. Now, is he going to be a uh, Saquon Barkley type or you know a guy that's going to be looked at by the mainstream media as the number one running back in the league? Probably not, you know, but can he be a guy that the Steelers can utilize 
and be successful and literally maybe perhaps be one of those guys that's top there in the league, just maybe not getting that recognition because at the end of the day, he was an undrafted rookie, just like his cousin, Willie Parker. You know, Willie Parker was probably one of the most underrated running backs for the Pittsburgh Steelers. It wasn't just about speed. You know, a lot of people thought that he just had that breakaway speed and that was it. You know, in in the beginning of his career, that's true. But he also had to learn how to read the uh, offensive line and where the the holes are opening up. And it was just more more than just his athletic ability, which allowed him to extend his career for the Pittsburgh Steelers. So Jalen Warren's now in those shoes. He's the undrafted rookie running back, getting his opportunity and running away with it, in my opinion. He improves the offense and he makes the offense not so predictable. It's just when Najee Harris is in the game, it just feels like the opposing defenses know what we're going to do. I don't know if there's a tail somewhere there. If if Najee lines up in a certain position, it's always a pass. I know that if Kenny Pickett is under center, it's either a run or a play action pass. I have not seen a traditional drop back pass from under center from Kenny Pickett this season. I could be wrong, but I haven't seen it. I've watched, I've seen every single offensive play on the all 22 and I I haven't seen anybody, whether it was Kenny Pickett or Mitch Trubisky when he uh, came in to replace him. And that's an issue. You know, being that predictable is an issue. And I think that's why so many people want Matt Canada fired. It's not so much that your plays suck or his plays suck, right? It's not just so much the concepts, they're repetitive or whatever. It's the fact that defenses know what you're running. They know you're too predictable and the concepts you're using don't have any disguise to it. You're using the same ones. And what that allows the defense to do is say, all right, you know, when this team comes out in this formation, this is typically what they're going to try to do. They're going to try to, you know, let's just say they have a bunch set to the left. What they what the Pittsburgh Steelers like to do is cross cross the receivers and you know kind of get a rub or a pick type of uh, play there in between it and the bunch and we'll run a man or routes. Now defenses know that you know that's the tendency. Then they're gonna when they see that they're gonna play a specific defense designed for the routes that you're running. And in the Baltimore Ravens game, because of how predictable the Pittsburgh Steelers offense was, I saw how. The Baltimore Ravens were trying to trick Kenny Pickett and the Pittsburgh Steelers offense into throwing in certain areas. And how they did it was they had Cal Hamilton safety following Connor Hayward while he went into motion. Now, the defense knew based on the lineup and the position that they were in that they were going to be putting somebody in motion. And they knew they weren't going to snap the ball while that person's in motion. Kyle Hamilton is going to go in motion with him and then come back in motion when Connor Hayward returns back to his spot. And then as he gets there, he drops back before the snap of the ball. And you had George Pickens on the left side of the field next to Connor Hayward. So Connor Hayward was like in the slot position right between George Pickens and the offensive line. And on this specific play, the cornerback covering George Pickens was in press, and it appeared that it was man coverage. And what the Steelers were trying to do throughout that game was if there was man coverage, they were going to go over the top. And what the Ravens were doing was trying to show Pickett man coverage. That way he can throw it over the top, and Kyle Hamilton was going to drop back and be in position for an interception. It didn't work out that way. Fortunately, Kenny Pickett realized after the snap of the ball that it was not man coverage, and that and went down to Connor Hayward in the flat, who ended up getting the Steelers' first first down of the game. It it ended up working for the Steelers in their favor, but those type of things have been what's going on when it comes to the Pittsburgh Steelers. The defense knows what the offense is doing, and 
are basically showing certain things pre-snap and that the defense believes to force the Pittsburgh Steelers into their tendencies once they see those pre-snap formations and, and try thus to get a you know, disrupt the play. And what's happening is Kenny Pickett is snapping the ball, seeing what he has pre-snap. And when it changes, obviously can't let go of the ball. And he's struggling in that situation. That's where I think that a new play caller could help. A new play caller would be able to come in here and maybe disguise some things, uh, make things not so predictable to give an opportunity for this young quarterback to get going in the right direction. For the type of offense that Man Canada is running, it's, it's not something that is completely trash or that can't be used. I think that the plays and the formations and the concepts can be used. I think they need to be hidden up a little bit and switched around and maybe called uh, during different times, like quit throwing Najee, you know, having him run out to the outside. It's not working. Those are the things that make me think that, hey, you know, maybe the Pittsburgh Steelers do definitely need a new offensive coordinator sooner than later. Now, if he had a, you know, veteran quarterback that understood a lot of stuff and knew what he was seeing and the game had already slowed down for him that way when, you know, the snap of the ball happens and you can read right away that the concept you had to the right isn't working and you can transition or process out of it. Kenny Pickett's not there yet. Will he get there? I think so, but he's not there yet. We'll talk more about that and what to expect after the bye after this break and word from our sponsors. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
hey, check it out. You made it to the other side. Before we get back into and talking about beyond the bye, what to expect from the Pittsburgh Steelers after this bye week, are they going to make another push like they did last season after the bye week? I I think so. But before we get into that, I want to remind you guys, if you guys aren't listening to the other audio podcasts that are on this, um, what are you waiting for? You have Jeff Hartman on the Let's Ride. You have Brian Anthony Davis on Bad Language, Dave Schofield, Stat Geek, and much more every single day, breaking news all over the place. So go check, make sure you check out all those other audio podcasts. And if you're interested in any type of articles or up-to-date news and you want to read something, go check out stillcurtainnetwork.com for all your news and analysis and coverage. You don't, You won't be disappointed. So let's get back into it. We talked about some players and how they were improving this team, especially some of these younger guys and some guys that are coming up that you weren't expecting. Like, for instance, Jalen Warren was a guy that, you know, last season, nobody was expecting him to do as well as he did this season. I didn't think that they expected him to do worse, but I think that, honestly, I don't think anybody expected him to outperform Najee Harris this year in the manner that he was. I mean, last year towards the latter part of the season, Najee Harris was running the ball fairly effectively, and Jalen Warren was a good change of pace. This season, it's just kind of like Jalen Warren is continuing that trajectory upward, and Najee has kind of stayed the same. And when you kind of stay the same, defenses have film on you, things begin to get harder. You know what I'm saying? But this is the bye week. The Pittsburgh Steelers are three and two, first place in the division. And there's going to be a couple of games that are going to be a little bit important for the Pittsburgh Steelers this upcoming week. This first one's going to be the Ravens versus Tennessee. That one's going to be very early. Because that game is across the pond. You know, the Baltimore Ravens are favored by four points. You know, this is a game that I'm hoping Tennessee can go out there and establish the running game and take over this game and perhaps, you know, win this one. I mean, I definitely hope that that ends up happening and some weird stuff happens across the pond. But that's going to be a game that I'm going to keep an eye on. If Baltimore Ravens end up winning that game, they go half a game above the Steelers are in first place. But I'm not too concerned about that. As long as the Pittsburgh Steelers can handle their business and do what they need to do, I think the Steelers are going to be fine. They put themselves in excellent position. Last year, going into the bye, not so much. I believe they were like two and actually they were two and six going into the bye and then came out seven and two out of the bye. So the Steelers can make some sort of similarity or do something very similar where they continue that trajectory and or after the bye, just things start clicking. The Cleveland Browns are bring, are, are taking on and hosting the San Francisco 49ers. 49ers are favored big, y'all. 9.5 point favor. Uh, I don't... I know that Deshaun Watson may or may not play. I don't think that makes a difference. That guy is not a good quarterback. I don't see the Browns winning this game unless, you know, the 49ers just drop an egg and, you know, look at this as a winning you know game that they already have in the bag, a little bit of a trap game, so to speak. But I don't see the... I don't see the Browns winning this game. The last AFC North uh, North game of the week is going to be the Cincinnati Bengals hosting the Seattle Seahawks. That should be a good game. The Cincinnati Bengals have kind of turned it around a little bit, I guess, in the last game. People think that they're back to what they were. I don't know. They, they had a get-right game in the last one. They got their stuff together, and they're going to be as what they were last year. And, and we'll see. You know, their offensive line still isn't that great. Joe Burrow's had a calf injury that's been lingering this entire year, and Now, one thing about those type of injuries is if you don't let them heal completely, if you don't get off of it for an extended period of time, they'll linger until you do. If he's still having some pain or if it's still causing him some issues, then that could be a season-long issue for him and probably something that either they they perform way below the line and don't even make the playoffs and he stops playing or once they get kicked out, I think that's when 
he's going to be able to rest it and do the things right for it to to get back to normal. So I don't expect the Bengals to be as strong as they have been uh, in, in recent years. There's also more tape on these guys. You know, the Steelers, everybody are going to know what their strengths and weaknesses are by now and where they want to go with the ball. But coming out of the bye, the Pittsburgh Steelers will be traveling to Los Angeles and taking on the Rams. And in that game, I think Joey Porter Jr., like I mentioned before, he should be starting. Uh, Broderick Jones should be starting. I know there's a question that, you know, and this is the debate that's been going on. Did Dan Moore do enough to lose his job? Like, you never want to lose your job due to an injury. And I'm not saying that he did. I don't think he played bad enough, but I, I do think that Broderick Jones outperformed him. And that's the big difference. Broderick Jones is playing better than he was, and the offensive line is also playing better with Broderick Jones in it. I feel for Dan Moore, but I think he's a starter capable offensive tackle. And if not here in Pittsburgh, if he doesn't move to the right side, I think that he's not going to have any problems finding work somewhere out there. I mean, look at Kendrick Green. The guy found work. He's a starter in the NFL. He's a guard. He's playing somewhat well. Well, he was. I think he's out for the year but with his injury. But prior to that, he was playing well. He kind of redeemed himself so to speak getting out of pittsburgh which kind of makes you wonder like was it all kinder green maybe the steelers put him in a bad position maybe the steelers weren't using him the way to his strengths which has been a question about this team and, and he was like a third round pick so if you're expecting him to play on position you know on a different position altogether for instance center or on the opposite side of the line that he's been playing his entire collegiate career, you have to expect some growing pains that are going to happen with that. But you expect him to get better. And for the Pittsburgh Steelers, I guess it just was not getting better. He went out to Houston. Maybe something clicked. Maybe they taught him something different. I don't know. But he was playing a lot better than what he was in Pittsburgh. In fact, and he was looking like an all-pro against the Steelers in, in their game. I, I know I was there. I was watching that game. And I was watching that specific matchup. I was waiting for somebody to exploit it. And it just never happened. Going into the bye or coming out of the bye, what should we expect? I think that Deontay Johnson is going to be coming back. He's already expressed his enthusiasm as to if he's going to be back or not. Uh, So he's going in with a hell yeah. I think that that means he's going to be back. Now, the Pittsburgh Steelers right now, according to PFF, have only dropped three passes this season. They're tied for second in the NFL. Deontay Johnson's like, hold my beer. (laughs) Just kidding. Uh, But seriously, uh, Deontay Johnson coming back is going to be huge for this team. All jokes aside, I don't really think he's the drop machine that everybody does think he is. I do think that he seems to find himself in a bit of trouble, so to speak, when it comes to those weighty down moments when it's third down or it's late in the season and they really need a play. That's kind of when sometimes things don't work out for Deontay Johnson. But I think he's going to be a huge role on this offense. He was going to be a huge role, obviously, into this offense, but I think he was going to be the main primary focus. Think about Ben and Antonio Brown and how often that Ben was hitting Antonio Brown. I think that was the relationship that he was going to have with Kenny Pickett, and he lost his guy. Kenny lost his guy, and, you know, I think it's taken a toll. We've seen that on this offense, right? A lot of folks are like, hey, what happened in the preseason? It didn't translate into the regular season, and that's true. It didn't. But also, Yonte Johnson, you know, was out fairly quickly in that first game. I mean, he only played a half, and then he finally got the ball targeted to him, made a big play, and – hamstring went out. So 
I'm looking forward to Deontay Johnson coming back. I think he's just a different receiver that is needed there. Like, for instance, Calvin Austin doesn't fit the skill set of a Deontay Johnson. Allen Robinson don't do it either. Sure enough, that we ain't expecting Gunnar Osheski to be that guy. So there's only really one exceptional route runner that's going to get open that you can count on all the time. George Pickens, he's the guy that you're going to be able to count on on making that contested catch along the sideline and keep his feet in bounds. And Calvin Austin is the guy that can take the top off of defenses. So having Calvin Austin in that position, not having him focus in as being Deontay Johnson, so to speak, is going to be huge. And having Deontay Johnson back is going to be huge. I don't think that Cam Hayward will be back for Los Angeles. I think it's going to be a few more weeks, but he'll be coming back you know, after the bye sometime. And that'll help out this rushing defense tremendously, tremendously. I mean, even it's just his presence out there and the fact that the offensive line of the opposing team is going to have to respect, you know, Cam Hayward being out there. That's going to help the rest of the players on that defensive line as well. So you can't wait for him to be out there. Larry, I think Larry Ogunjobi is going to get healthy, healthier. I don't know how healthy he's going to get, but he's going to get healthier. And I think that's going to show an improved player as well throughout the uh you know, after the bye week. Can the Steelers match what they did last season after the bye? Possibly. I mean, last year going into the bye, Steelers had played the toughest part of their schedule and coming out was a little bit easier. You know, it wasn't as daunting. And for the Pittsburgh Steelers coming out of the bye, it isn't as daunting either. I mean, you have the Los Angeles Rams who are kind of coming up a little bit. They're, they're better than what they were last season. I think that's a very winnable game. You know, when it comes to the rest of the season, honestly, I think that the, the teams that they're playing they're not going to be as challenging, obviously. This this schedule is not as daunting as last year's was. But this team, in my opinion, is a team that can keep up with most teams, can beat most teams. I think that those high-powered offenses like the Kansas City Chiefs, the San Francisco 49ers of the world are going to give the Steelers trouble because I'm not sure if their defense can hold up for a lack of offensive productivity during the first half of a game going up against a juggernaut offense like that. And I don't think that the Steelers offense can keep pace or catch up in those types of situations. Not right now. Can they get there? Yes, obviously they can. But Today, not so much, but fortunately for the Steelers, the next time they play a team that's high caliber is going to be for a while. So the Steelers do have an opportunity to build and grow and learn while playing some teams that are probably equal or less as far as talent and skill and position in the uh, NFL. So after the Rams, Steelers are going to be hosting the Jacksonville Jaguars, then the Tennessee Titans. On a Thursday night at home, those are usually games that go in favor of the home team a week on a short week, things like that. So then you have a long bye, or then you have a short bye week after that, a little bit of an extended time off, 10 days to prepare for the Green Bay Packers. And then Cleveland Browns after that. It's not really until you hit the Cincinnati Bengals on November 26th, where you're probably going to go up against a team that is going to have an offense that can possibly put up some some points like that. This is also on the road in Cincinnati. It's going to be a tough test. You know, leaving Cincinnati, the Steelers have the Cardinals, uh, then the Patriots and the Colts, then the Bengals again, the Seahawks and the Ravens. So, you know, the most daunting teams, in my opinion, looking at the schedule remaining, are probably going to be the Ravens, the Bengals twice. You know, the rest of those teams are teams that I think that the Pittsburgh Steelers can go in there and handle business as long as they do what they're doing. 
I think the same thing can be said for the Bengals and the Ravens. But let's be real. If it wasn't for a lot of those drop passes and things of that nature, you know, the Ravens looked significantly better than the Steelers this past week. You know, I think the Steelers kind of started getting their stuff together towards the end of the game. But, you know, being consistent and doing it for 60 minutes is, is key. And even for for the Baltimore Ravens, that's a, that same holds because they didn't continue playing at a specific level for 60 minutes. It started it started to go down for them as well. In that game, the saying "It's not how you start; it's how you finish" definitely implies into that game. So we'll see. The Steelers definitely have an opportunity here to go into the playoffs, make a playoff run. Uh, once they get there, I'm not sure. You know, this team does definitely need to improve. They have a schedule that is favorable, in my opinion, that will allow them to improve with hopefully not losing too many games. And I've already seen improvement. Like we mentioned before, offense and Kenny Pickett seem to have been getting better every single week slowly, but they're getting there. And I think that maybe, you know, taking a week off also for Kenny Pickett will help him. It seems like he's definitely playing a little cautious and maybe perhaps he can take that off and go out there, play a little bit loose after the bye. But that's all I got for you guys today. I hope you guys enjoyed this. I'll be back on Monday on The Hangover with Shannon White. We'll be talking about the upcoming game and what the Pittsburgh Steelers need to do and get more in depth against. We're talking about the Los Angeles Rams. With that being said, I'm Daniel J. We're out of here. Peace. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.